The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. know in your life journey when you learn something new about you. Either we struggle with our nature and try to change it, or we accept ourselves and our yeah. nature as, as it is, and we do not perceive ourselves, you know, from the outside. Very hard to, to evaluate yourself and then some of the behaviors. And I know working for the big company, like a corporation, you need to be either with some mental disorder or a sociopath, <laughs> no, to be effective. It's a wonderful chaos, random, glorious. Solo or tandem? We work to find rest, and fight to find peace, both head and the heart. Like a you and me. What are we doing here? You mean listening to this show? Where the more that you learn. Hello, this is me, Andy, alone on the chair. I believe Bambos forgot our date today, so we're going to wait to see if he finds out and jumps on. But if he doesn't, it's me alone. I apologize. You don't get the joy of Bambos's company today, at least not yet. Today we're on with Ula Mazur, and we've got a really fun show. And it's fun because in 2021, Ula said, I'm going to figure this out. Something's going on. And what that thing was, was a diagnosis that she wasn't yet aware of, which was that she had Asperger's. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it properly. She said I was, but Asperger's. And so, and I see her nodding, so I will take that as an affirmative. And so what we're going to discuss is how that diagnosis changed her life from knowing it and knowing all of her past, everything that she could make sense out of. So we're going to be doing that on A Wonderful Chaos. So weird to be alone and not with Bambos because I'd be looking over at him and not feeling idiotically talking into a camera alone. So... Regardless, here I am. Um, this show and the idea, when Bambos brought it forward to me, he has contact with Ala or Ula, sorry. And what I loved about the idea was that I've noticed in life that there's a lot of times we might have patterns, things that are happening that we're unaware of in ourselves. But we kind of feel like there's something. It was someone that once had a, a beautiful saying that you're driving your car and the seatbelts hanging out the door. And then when you drive, you hear this thing rattling outside the door. And then you slow down and it, the sound goes away, but you keep driving and, the sound, and then the rattling comes back. And in a way, when I heard the story from Ula, I had this very funny moment was that like, wow, how many of us have things occurring in our lives as patterns that we're not aware of? And then at some moment, we're like, there's something fishy here. There's something that I want to check out. And then through a diagnosis, we get a chance to look at our lives differently and actually see that a lot of things from our past make a whole lot more sense. 
And, uh, and I believe that a lot of people have that experience and a lot of people die without even knowing it. I've had a lot of situations when I've been in with a group of people and everyone would be be able to diagnose that person, but they won't see it in themselves because like a fish in water, you don't even realize that that is a behavior that is maybe not what society we call normal. So with that, I'd love to bring Ula on and discuss the journey in 2021 she began this and only three months ago she was diagnosed with having Asperger's and what I'd love to hear and what we'll find out is what it feels like to look at a bit of your life in reverse. And as she said, the diagnosis was emotionally important for her. And I'd love to get into why that was so, because I find that very, very curious. So without further ado, we bring on Ula Mazur. Hello, Ula. Good evening, everyone. Good morning. Good day, <laughs> wherever you where, are. When, yes, or where you are. We are all in a global village now. Yes, and it's we fantastic, are. and it's fucking great. It's that, fucking great. Uh, yes, that we can connect um, uh, all around the world. Yes, no matter of the distance and hour and time zones. Yeah, it is incredible, and, isn't it? If and I, about- I want to thank you for for the invitation. I'm 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 really flattered that. Uh, you invited me. Yeah, I, when when Bambos um, suggested the idea to me, I jumped all over it. I thought this is incredible, and and not only because of your situation specifically, but that that the revelatory nature of finding out something at a later age. You know, when you're ten, fifteen, they might give someone drugs at a young age. That's what often is happening now, and at least in the U.S. This kid has ADHD. We'll give him some of these drugs to calm him down. But as you get older and then you're looking back at your life, there are things that you realize. And I think that's fascinating. Yeah. I've had a lot of that, by the way, recently myself. So I've had a bit of a freaky, some freaky moments in the last week or so where there's behavior that I always thought was more personal to me that I realize is the byproduct of something that people diagnose. So I also have a little bit of a surprise in that for myself lately. Um, yeah, but- I guess that in general, when someone comes out with a uh, revelation that they were diagnosed with something, it's a quite natural tendency in other people to look for some features that can be coherent and, and uh, compatible with their own behaviors and asking the questions, oh my God, am I also... Um, I, I don't know, uh, a freak on something, yeah. or am I also mental uh, on something? Um, because you know, um, I, um, I don't, uh, I don't want anyone to get offended listening to in, in the audience, listening to the show. But I think that uh, all mental disorders, all mental diseases, should be discussed. In the same way as we discuss our physical diseases, mm. with no shame and no hiding. Um, so for me, it's uh, I've um, for for quite a long time I've been um, uh, on antidepressive drugs mm-hmm. uh, because of uh, the diagnosed also earlier depression due to my incompatibility with the life. Wow. And uh, yes, and with uh, with people around, uh, 
the feeling of not uh, fitting the situation, the group, the life, that something was wrong with me. And it, uh, it is common in people who have some deeper um, brain structure disorders to feel incompatible, impaired with the outer world. So they often also are sick with diseases like depression. Mm. And uh, the first milestone for me was after the diagnosis of Asperger was made, and it, it became official for me, um, was, oh my God, now I know why I struggled for so many years with endogenous depression. Why I know why I was not fitting or feeling like fitting to to the outer world, and this was the first breakthrough for me, a first milestone, uh, and I guess that also the cornerstone of of the journey I I I took. I am at the, at the beginning of of this journey because it uh, it not necessarily flipped my world. Uh, like you know, uh, upside down. Mm, but definitely, it uh, flipped the world of my family and people around me. And how how did it do that? Because in some ways, if you think about it, they've been experiencing you a certain way, and now you say, "Hey, how did it come out?" And what was the response after you told them all this? You must be kidding! Really? You must be kidding because you know that yes, because they uh, usually people think that uh, because Asperger is sitting in the uh, spectrum of autism is one of the element of the broader broader disorders that is called autism, and Asperger is a part is sitting in this autism spectrum, but is not that hard for the person having quite, let's say, normal life. So I do have job, I do have house, I do have home. I am independent in financial way. I can put my shit together. Yeah. So I think do the things and do the stuff. So what you're saying is, is that in you telling them that you were diagnosed with Asperger's, they had the assumption that couldn't be true because you're so functional. So, so, so as, as you went into it with them, what emerged or what changed in your relationship to them after you told them about this, did anything changed or was it basically just a continuation? Now I feel uh, somehow like a monkey in the zoo, uh, because they, um, I, I, I think that they watch me much attend more attentively. Uh-huh. And they try to figure out which of my moves or habits or um, the way I, I talk or expressions are, you know, to be marked as uh, as indicators. Ones, as indicators, yeah. As indicators of the Asperger. So it's you no know, like being um, being like monkey in the zoo. Wow. And, but. Fortunately, you know, I don't give a shit on. 
<laughs> I heard that this before. The, I guess that that's the good, good, good part of uh, of this. And it's not that I. There, there are two hard things. First is that uh, many women are diagnosed late in their ages, in uh, their age, like middle age, 30, 40, sometimes even older. As um, I am also, uh, uh, you know, following uh, some uh, support groups okay. on Facebook for people with that were diagnosed with Asperger, and I also there I can um, I can see the same similar stories, especially what, coming from women. And what's that? What's that? All the tests that used to be available for years. Uh, for autism and Asperger diagnosis were designed and based for males. Oh, wow. Not for females. Inherent bias in the testing. Yeah. So, and it's not, it was, um, it was not done on, you know, on purpose that, okay, we are, we are going to design the tests for males only, and then we'll exclude on purpose the women. No. Uh, it was that, First, they saw that mo more male individuals uh, had some um, features, some capabilities or uncapabilities uh, to be diagnosed with autism disorders. And girls are better in masking hmm. the disabilities. So they diagnosed more boys in early stages. So all the tests became standardized mostly for boys. Wow. If the girl um, is autistic or, uh, or on, on the autism spectrum, um, if the girl is quite highly functioning, Asperger, in example, uh, then she can mask um, all the weak points. Um, like, she, uh, she is not socializing with the group, but it's okay, because girls do not need to socialize. If she's quiet and shy, and uh, meeting uh, new people makes her extremely stressful, also extremely stressed. Um, it's okay because wow. she's a girl. So, if it was for the boy, then someone might say, "Okay, some that there's something wrong with the boy." Because we expect that males are more, you know, brave. Yeah. Going out. So you're so basically what you're saying is fascinating. And it makes all the sense in the world as if we as a society have expectations by gender, then in our expectations, it'll make it easier for us to say, oh, that's a potential abnormality. But in a female, 
actually I getting is like, no, we see that as, oh, she's just a little bit sensitive and she needs her space or whatever the story is that validates the treating yeah. of them that way. That's amazing. Yeah, it makes but, sense, and of course. Also, girls are more polite, usually. You know, now when I, I recall my um, infantry and uh, young adult adolescent age, um, I've always been very, very quiet, shy, and distanced uh, kid. Uh, I've always had issue to meet other people or to find myself in the group. Mm. I preferred um, either being alone totally or having contact uh, in adult people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was oversensitive for the noise, smells, light. So um, it made me tensed. I've never gone to the disco. I mm. hated it. Too much stimulus. Yes. I hated yeah. discos. And uh, I also skipped my prompt. It's, yeah, my prom. It's, uh, it's, uh, I skipped it. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I could predict that there would be some loud, noisy music, that the crowd would be around me, you know, like uh, leaning on me. Yeah, and uh, I just couldn't imagine myself, picture myself in the middle of this. Wow. For me, it would be a nightmare. So I skipped my prom. Fascinating. And uh, by the I, way, I I, I want to go to a message that was sent earlier to something you said, which I thought was really fascinating. And this is from Reiner, who says, "What has been worse for you, your diagnosis with Asperger's syndrome or your depression?" Depression, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I Definitely. couldn't imagine it. it. made me suffering. Yeah. And even when I was on drugs, um, and the drugs helped me to cope on a daily life, like, you know, wake up, do the shit during the day, um, do the job, go to sleep. Mm. Um, it, they did not heal the feeling of being weird not matching or not fitting uh, the standards that are ex- being expected from me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I recall my, my mom keeps uh, repeating that uh, I've always been like black and white, zero or one, that I've always been like untouchable. Uh-huh. I, I, I hated to touch from, from other people and I have it until today. Uh, it's it's it it really makes me very very uncomfortable. Um, sometimes there are situations that uh, m- myself, me myself, I ask for some touch, but yeah. they are very rare. You can you can count them like on the one hand fingers. Mm. Um, uh, during my, my, my entire life, yeah? But I, I've got a question on this to go to the to this question back in. How did the fact that you were diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome impact your depression in any way? Can, for uh, example, if I can yeah, ask it, you more directly, if it, mm-hmm. if it 
It, did you find that after you were diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, you were less depressed because now you understood why you were the way you were, or did it change anything? I was less depressed, and I am less depressed. Wow. Really, it was the breakthrough moment, the milestone for me, that um, I could cope with my um, with my depression, and uh, for the healing process or therapeutical process with my psychiatrist, it is way easier for him and for me um, to discuss it. Wow. You know, I had a similar, you know, Bambos and I, we've done this show for many, uh, like many months, over a year now. And one of the things we had was I noticed that in some shows when he would have an emotional charge, he would, um, like we would say, shut down. And, and, then, and then after the show, we would talk sometimes and I'd say, well, you shut down in the middle of the show. And what I noticed is that that didn't help us at all. Because it would be me pointing out something that didn't enable a dialogue to emerge. And then sometime later, we had a mutual friend who sent us a a video about trauma. And he said, actually, trauma is basically what the one experiences, which leads to the shutdown. So what, what, what I saw with he and I was that I started to ask about the trauma that was actually occurring. And that way, it was no longer you're shut down. So we're not discussing something that basically can't be interacted around. But we said, oh, what is the trauma going on right now? And that brought us closer each time. So I find it similar when you speak now that there's a degree to which when we embrace not just the symptom, but the cause, right? I mean, the cause can go back very far, but let's just say that you actually have a lot more opportunity to connect with another person. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's uh, a totally different level you start on uh, each time you have the conversation with someone who is involved or close to you. So um, also it is uh, about forgiving yourself um, different things and different incapabilities. Mm. Uh because until now, my, you know, like uh, the 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 um, the edge, the upper edge, I wanted to jump over, was set very high. And uh, of course, it was set by family expectations, social expectations, uh, professional expectations. Yeah, you can what you can imagine. Also, some other. Uh, connections and um, uh, um, and uh, and and issues that uh, that that can cause that uh, the demand you create on yourself mm. is uh, is is really high, and uh, I've never been able to jump over these expectations or even to jump high enough touch it. So in a way, I mean, if I look, if I think about what you're saying and sort of just translate it for a moment, it's you see outside of yourself that there is sort of behavior, which is considered normal, whatever we label normal by societal standards. 
and then you don't see yourself able to match it. And instead of you saying, oh, that's just because I, I of who I am, you're saying, oh, there's something wrong with me and I need to try to fix this. So you're always in that sense, not good enough, not yeah. able to to meet the group yeah, or and, whatever. And it it was something that caused the depression. Oh, yeah. Because you cannot jump all the time. Uh, without reaching uh, the goal you you can you want to jump to, and uh, it was impossible for me um, uh, since I remember. Mm. So um, the layers of not being enough, not in, not good enough for for society, for teachers, for family, not you know um, matching their demands, yeah, or fulfilling their demands. And expectations. Um, now it is much easier for me to cope with this. Of course, I am not going into the streets shouting, "Oh, don't I don't know, don't uh, approach me. I don't like it because I'm aspy." Yeah? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, no. I know that I don't need to jump because you cannot make the fish climb the trees. Yeah, yeah, and. But how yeah. does it, how has it impacted you? Because I, as you speak, I mean, not in terms of, I, I realize that now you have a reference point, it makes it easier. But I'm curious, like in business situations or when you're meeting people, how do you see yourself interacting differently now that you have the diagnosis, if at all? Is there a moment in time when yeah. you'll be in a meeting and say, hey guys, this is just my Aspie? Like, will you enjoy and celebrate it? Or is it, or, or oh. how do you, how do you address it? Oh. No, 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 no. Uh, fortunately, it is that uh, in our company, we can be quite open. Okay. And we can speak quite openly. And I've always been perceived by my coworkers as quite direct, not, uh, not offensive or not impertinent, but quite direct speaking person, mm, very to the point. Uh, no, you know, uh, social chit chats. If I believe in something professionally and uh, I'm very fact-based, so if someone starts talking like, you know, round sentences and without any proofs, yeah. then, uh, then I, I, can, I can stop this person even if it's director mm -hmm. or, you know, senior manager and say, no, 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 because my figures here and I have all the data at hand says something opposite. So uh, you're like the, really, yeah. you're, you're like the nightmare for anyone who doesn't want to work with a controller who has their whole overview on the date on the numbers because you can't get anything past you. Like the marketing person can't come to you and have a fluffy talk. I am a marketing can... person. <laughs> well let's say the person tried to sell you something yeah, through your marketing. I am marketing I am but I am marketing person and oh, that's uh, you know I um, I am not because I know all the tricks. I guess I am not that um, vulnerable uh -huh. uh, to to the tricks. And uh, in the meetings, in, during the meetings in co our company, I like being really specific. Mm. And if I see some um, something that is not resonating with they yeah. say with what they say, like I know. We have some goals, we have some strategies, we have some company mission. If, if they then try to implement something that does not resonate with this, 
Yeah. That I am first one to say it openly. Nice. By and, the way, uh, but they, they they got used to it, so I don't need to, you know, cover up myself. <laughs> we know Bola Long is in South Africa. He's with us daily, and and basically, as you speak, he says, "I must get myself checked now." Yeah. Please yes. do. Please do. It's uh, worth it. I have a question for you. So we, we jumped really fast. Can you tell me there's the spectrum of Asperger's, right? And what I would love to know is from your form of Asperger's, what would you say are unique traits that you have because of how you experience the world? Like as, as discreet as possible. So I can kind of mm-hmm. understand it. Like how mm-hmm. would you say you see the world differently than I would see the world? Okay. So I see the world in patterns there there always is a pattern it's like uh, you know uh, it's like the fibonacci pattern mm-hmm. so when i see the world uh, i do not see it maybe in numbers like some people may do but i see the patterns also in people behaviors i see the patterns uh, and i see them very quickly uh, i can recognize them and um, that's the first thing. The second thing is that I really remember everything. It is like, you know, uh, it's like having the, 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 the extra um, uh, external drive mm. um, the, in my brain. You know, there's everything. So when you say everything, help me, help me go like out of curiosity. Like I've watched movies with my wife. And she'll tell me the name of characters that were in movies we saw five to ten years ago, and I won't even remember the movie name. Yeah. So yeah, is that? Yeah, is, so it's is, like literally everything. Yeah, so everything about people or about things that uh, that I am very into. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the second thing. Uh, so I am like you know uh, I am like the external driver in our company in our team. So the. People know that they they don't need to dig themselves in the archives. Mm-hmm. They just can call me and ask me the question, and I will tell them. Uh, they the, I, I will give them the exact answer where something sits, an example, or uh, mm-hmm. which you know I don't know which data they 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 should look for. Yeah. So it's that's that's the that's the second point. The third point is, and I, I perceive it as um, as my strong point, is that I can learn everything and uh, everything uh, in every um, area um, as far as I am into the topic. Yeah, I graduated the history faculty. And for last 15 years, I've been working in veterinary medicine. And uh, I give official lectures to vet professionals on on, uh, medical diagnostics. Although you do marketing. Although you do marketing. Yes. And I do do marketing. Wow. And I learned this, you know, veterinary diagnostics or veterinary medicine diagnostics. Um, by myself, I just merged into it, uh, into the textbooks, into the facts, into into the lectures, and uh, now I'm I am in the place where um, vets don't believe that I am not a vet. Yeah, and also I am officially asked like 
by Polish Veterinary Association to give lectures during the Congress. So, yeah. I That's can learn. fascinating. I can so, learn everything. So you will I just, if you're interested, so what you're saying earlier, you mentioned, you said, if, as long as I'm interested, because you have to be interested, otherwise you're wasting your brain capacity. Yeah. But if you're interested, then you're saying you will basically not only digest, but devour the content in a way that you can embody it and speak as if it's l your second nature. You've been yeah. doing it for your entire life. Yeah. Wow. That's true. That's fascinating. This, also, the same way I've learned marketing, you know, with the strategy, fake it until you make it. Yeah. So when I was moved from like some administration uh, position to marketing, mm. and I knew nothing, literally knew nothing about marketing. I just merged into it. And yeah. That makes two of us, by the way. I had, uh, I got a marketing director job without any experience and and really? not all, yeah. not all that dissimilar. And 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 um, a friend who um, Chris and and Kana, who was on our show last week, he sent me a message uh, uh, recently, and he mentioned there's a like on the bipolar scale, there's a bipolar that's uh, called I think it's manic or mania or I don't know. It's a very it's one of the more mm -hmm. functional levels of um, of the on, on that spectrum. And, mm -hmm. and and as he read back to me. The, the symptoms of this, I, I freaked out because I'm like, I, I just, I see all of this in me and, and I've always thought of it more as, you know, my predisposition because that's what we think, right? We think, oh, this is just who I am, not realizing that a lot of it has just been, and it's often diagnosed in people who come from abusive uh, parents. And, 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 uh, and especially abuse of fathers in the case of men. So it was very interesting to see that all these characteristics in myself that I'd always thought were part of me were in very much a reaction to my environment. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's been a fascinating learning to rediscover myself, not as Andy, but as this reaction to his environment from things that, you know, I'm only becoming aware of in my fifties. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Sometimes it is, uh, you know, you, you never know in your life journey when you learn something new about you. Yeah. Uh, because we, yeah, we uh, either we struggle with our nature and try to change it, which can sometimes really um, end in a very sad way. Mm. Uh, or we accept ourselves and our yeah. nature as, as it is. And we do not perceive ourselves you know from the outside yeah so um, yeah, yeah it's very hard to to evaluate yourself and then some of the behaviors and i know uh in in some part you know working for the big company like a corporation um, you need to be either with some mental disorder or a sociopath <laughs> you know, to be effective in, yeah, i agree in totally. because there is no place for for emotions. Yes. There's no place for breakdowns, for yeah. bursting out. Um, it's, 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 there, there is no place for, there is only business. So, yeah. you know, um, I, I, in, in the groups that I work with, um, I, I have a high level of sensitivity. So there's a lot of meetings when I'm in. And as soon as I would call, I'd label it spinning. As soon as I see an individual spinning, I'm like, why are we talking anymore? Because when someone's spinning, they're not grounded in, in, in what they're saying. So that means they're not even really able to hear. It's more of a, 
it's an autism that they're in. So uh, I, it would have been half a year ago. I like broke into the meeting uh, process and said, listen, before we go any further, like, I just want to like say, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, and, and only because like the vibration of the voice was not like, like, let, like, you know, justify yourself. It wasn't that it was like, no, the woman just cried and, and just broke down because she was under so much stress. It was a COVID time. It was trying to take care of your kids and educate. And it was really beautiful because the group, and it was the group that I'm often part of is more usually grounded. And that's, we all just held space. And that was felt like the most valuable hour that we could have had because it brought us all closer and uh, and I and I'm it, it's sad for me because I see in this very determined minded that you're just speaking to environments, we don't understand the importance of helping people ground in their own bodies again, because they're more productive. And if they're more productive, everything is more productive. Right. That's just that's yeah. true. No, but uh, when you when you are talking about the connections and getting closer emotionally mm. to people. I do not get what you are talking about. How beautiful. So, um, yeah, we're, by the way, I, sorry to interrupt. We're totally the opposite in this regard. So where you, I don't know how it is for you. I can ask, which would be more interesting. When you see someone, like, can you almost tell with a high degree of certainty what they're feeling or you have no idea what they're feeling? No. Okay. No, when, it, when, um, when I see an example in the pictures, I, they, they, they showed me also the, the pictures mm. with different mimics yeah. of, of people. So, um, and they asked me to uh, assign the uh, label with the emotion name to the given mimic. And I failed it. And uh, I mixed everything. So wow. for me, the face uh, that, supposed to be you know crying was happy so yeah it was uh for me it was like you know blind lottery you I were really started, pointing out like like yeah like, yeah just blind lottery you know just, like, just random like, like, like i think it's know? this one wow yeah so it uh, it might be like this or yeah maybe this mimics can can reminds me something like this wow. no uh and how did that make the, you, how did that make you feel while you were taking the test? Did you already have some indication that there's something not necessarily? Yes, I con- had, no, but no, no, no. It's uh, when I started the testing, I told myself that uh, I've always uh, been trying to be the best version of myself, to be mm-hmm. to make uh, to do best of me. So, um, and I've always been uh, like a good pupil, good student. I've always been good for every test. So I decided to also positively pass this one. Okay. So it's a kind of a, you know, internal joke that I've, I've always been, you know, um, a high, a high grade, a high grade test uh, passer. So this one also uh, was positive uh, uh-huh. in the result for me. But, um, uh, well, you know, literally for the emotions, uh, I can describe the emotions by words. Um, and I know by life experience and social expectations which emotions I should express in the given moment. Like, I know someone's 
told someone's, me that someone's that died. Someone is dead. Yes. Yeah. Someone you know, you're not going to say, "Hey, that's great." <laughs> no, 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 no. I should not. Definitely, I should not. Uh, and definitely, I should not also stay. You know, um, away from this person. So mm. I know that the world expects some condolences yeah. from me. So I am just saying, okay, please accept my condolences or I'm very sorry for you or whatsoever, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm not. Yeah. You know, it's um, so. Yeah, because because you're just, you're mimicking an emotion I'm hearing that's what you're supposed to do, but it isn't what you feel. No, no, no. But it's yeah. by, I, I, I've learned it by like, you know, yeah, like you, yeah, it's uh, similar to learning from the textbooks. Yeah. So you know the situations and how you should behave and what you should tell and what you, you, you must not tell. Um, but in fact, uh, you need to learn it uh, with your head, with your mind. Because you cannot learn it uh, with your emotions, because uh, it is not also that uh, I do not have any emotions. I do. But first of all, I cannot name them. So if I feel something, I'm not sure what this is supposed to be or what this Mm. is. And the second is I cannot cope with it. So if someone bursts out with a cry and tears, um, uh, with, with me, yeah, I, uh, I'm totally lost. I don't know what to you do. Don't know to I know what I'm supposed to say, but yeah, I am. It's, um, it makes me scared. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Anxious. Uh, I, 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 I'd love to, you know, run away yeah. from this person because it's, it's too much for me. Yeah, it's I, too I, much, I don't know course. what to do. It's, it's, uh, what about like shame and guilt? Like if you were to fart in the middle of an elevator, would you say, Oh my God, I feel so much shame. Or would you say, Nope, I don't feel a thing. Well, in fact, okay. Shame. I, um, I can feel the shame, of course. And I know what all what are the social boundaries we okay. should not, you know, uh, uh, cross. Uh-huh. And uh, and of course, and uh, I am uh, well brought up, well, you know, well raised. Yeah, kid. yeah. So I am uh, I am very polite and decent person. So <laughs> <that's> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I definitely uh, in the situation you described, I would say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's funny because, of course, <laughs> I think most people would say, wow, the shame and the guilt is mm-hmm. the thing that stops them from doing half the stuff they do in life because they just don't want to feel that, that emotion. So in, mm-hmm. in, in some weird way, there would be some freedom in not having that as a, as a, a drag mm-hmm. on, uh, on ah, your okay. psyche. In this way. Well, in this way, there are the things that I do not feel the shame or guilt at all. Mm. In example, um, when it comes to my nudity, mm-hmm. I can go around naked. And uh, for me, it it is nothing about, uh, you know, sexual context. 
Yeah. Uh, if, but if I'm willing to walk around naked, uh, I'm just doing it, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I guess that uh, more uh, the, the, then uh, people around me are more ashamed. <laughs> yes. Welcome to <laughs> my myself, life. Yeah. I was going to say my wife would be able to say, she, she would say I have Asperger's if it was about me walking around naked comfortably. <laughs> um, I, you know, Elon Musk recently came out on Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you f- heard that, but in his monologue on their show, which was a popular show in the U.S., he basically acknowledged that he actually had Asperger's. That was something that he did on the show. I don't know if you heard yeah, about I that. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. He, he, he behaves like this. He looks like this. Yeah. And, he, and the funny thing is, he said, what do you expect? I'm putting people on on Mars and I'm building the, the, these electric cars. What do you think? I wasn't going to have some weird abnormality or whatever his joke was, right? <laughs> but it's not yeah. about the abnormality. It's, yeah. um, it's about the brain structure. Yeah. So you, um, uh, you cannot change it. It is, you know, like trying to uh, make someone without legs uh, run the marathon. Yeah. You just cannot. You just cannot. Uh, cannot change it. And the brain structure is something you are born with. Yeah. And so then either, either you are skipped in the diagnostic process, or you are not that disabled by the condition. Yeah. Um. Then you, you find out some things later. In your in your life, but uh, yeah, I, I uh, I'm not sure if you've watched the series uh, The Bridge. No, I have not. There was some Swedish, I think it was Swedish, Danish, or something like this a criminal series. It was called The Bridge, and there was uh, the main character of a woman, um, and she was the investigator, and. Um, she is the perfect um, example of Asperger woman. Okay. Of adult Asperger woman, highly functioning, highly functioning, uh, disabled or being not able to read people's emotions, but she was very effective on her job. Wow the investigator because she had the skills and the brain skills the brain structure that she could see was able to see more and the details that other people were missing yeah so yeah that's um yeah that's what that's you were saying about it yeah. that you were fact-based in all of the things you were doing which obviously means that you're not you're not getting you're not being influenced by the filter of your interpretation if you're always looking at the facts and using them as the basis for for your thinking processes. Um, I've got another question, which goes back to why you got this to begin with, because you you did this at the start of 2021. That's when Mm -hmm. you basically started this process. So what what was the reason that you said, okay, it's time for me to get tested? Okay, it was not uh, for me time to get tested by my psychiatrist told me to try the test. Okay. Because um, for many years, as you know, I've been in depression and uh, I had the regular talks with the psychiatrist and um, he didn't see that progress he 
would have expected. Yeah. After all these our years of discussions, meetings, and therapy. And I guess that I must have said something or done something that he um, that he told me, okay, wait a minute, I will give you the um not a prescription but um uh kind of you know guiding letter yeah um uh for um the specialized office okay yeah to uh, to get a to get a clinical Uh, test yeah Yeah. to to test you for for this because uh i might presume that uh, you might be uh, somehow asked and with, with his, you know, like, like you know, guidance or referral, referral letter or reference letter, mm-hmm. I went there to the to this clinic and um, they started the, the, the process. I'm curious, when you look at, like, moments, you mentioned that if someone were to cry in front of you, you wouldn't necessarily feel like, okay, I know how to engage this comfortably. Ooh. What are the other situations that you see coming up where you have challenges? Okay, uh, in the crowd. I hate okay. crowds. That's why I don't take any you know, festivals, uh, excursions, cruises. Um, mm-hmm. I avoid crowds. Uh, I don't like and I feel very uncomfortable with some smells and mm. sounds. Also, I am some sometimes sensorically overloaded mm. with uh, with with the sounds. So, an example, an example. I know my family is sitting. Everybody has their smartphone at hand. They are all beeping, and in the same time, the television is on. It's too much for me. Mm. Definitely. So, um, and uh, then, then I shut down. Then I need to go upstairs to my room, close the door, uh, lie down on the bed and uh, just stay quiet because I'm like overloaded with, uh, with, uh, with, with some external factors. Yeah. And you've had that all your life, the overstimulation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like touch and being touched by, by people. Uh, of course, when uh, when I need to say hello and, and someone tries to grab me, okay, <laughs> for a second. But um, you know, I uh, I don't like cuddling, hugging, uh, nothing like nothing like this. Um, and uh, it makes me really uncomfortable when someone touches mm. me without my uh, clear yeah. permission, and. It also is about some textures. Mm-hmm. There are some clothes I would never wear, even if they are beautiful, because of the fabrics I hate in the in the touch. You know, I, yeah. I, I hate touching the, the certain fabrics. You know, and some others I love, so I can you know, awesome. like uh, oh, oh, seven days per week. Uh, you know, being dressed in, uh, be dressed in, uh, in the same, uh, the same yeah. clothes because I love the fabric. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I try to, that's what I tell my wife. And she always says, you have to change Andy. You can't wear the same pair of pants for three months. Yeah, in a row. Go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
what you know, you mentioned this, and that the fascination comes from me is how does it come in your relationships that are more uh, the the sexual relationships or in the partner really? Like, how does that show up, and how do you address it or not address it? Like, how does that mm-hmm. look? Uh, as for the sex, uh, well, of of course I love it, and of course I like it, but uh, I've never been that close to any man emotionally because I. I, I just cannot make that the connection. So my sexual life is that if I want, I just, you know, call a friend. It's like, you know, friends with benefits or yeah, like yeah. I am saying like friend fucker, yeah. So I yes. I, so so I make a booty call and <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yes, and and uh, and we meet and we have sex and after sex I say goodbye. Uh-huh. And that's it. You know, no hugging, no cuddling, no nothing like this. Well, uh, if he likes, he may have a cigarette and a glass of whiskey, and that's that's it. Yeah. And and do you, and do you do you notice that the men are sometimes aggravating because they want more, or how do you address that if they if there's ever more that they want? Mm, I just tell them to get lost. <laughs> that's it. I'm not. I, I'm not that kind. You know. I understand nice that. To, to be, you know, it's like, no, it's like, I, I just tell them the truth. And uh, I'm not telling them, no, oh, I must progress, so please be aware. No, 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 it's not It's not the point. I'm not running around to, with the flag or, or, or a banner with, with this, but... No, I got it, um, yeah. I have, I, I, um, and it's always been like that. Take it or leave it. Yeah, I, I, uh, but I mean, are there moments when the men just want more, and you say, "Listen, you got to go away. I can't have this." Or, or how does that play out in real life? Uh, well, in the, I, I just told them, "Okay, it, it's great, it's fun, and we are friends, and nothing more." Okay. Because I, my, I don't need anything more. Yeah. And if you like having some sex from time to time, then I'm your girl. I guess. If you want but, more. Yeah, but we, yeah. we stay on the friends with benefits level, and uh, and that's it. I. That's great. So take it or leave it. If you don't yeah. like it, you may go. <laughs> How yeah, is it? No worries. Yeah. Yes. How is it for like your mom or your dad or relatives or brothers or sisters that need emotional touch and want to hug you and want that intimacy? Like, how do yeah, they a, respond? There is. This is very painful, especially for my mom. Mm. I live with my mom lives with me yeah, in, in my in our house, and it it is especially painful for her for her because she's on quite the opposite scale, um, opposite end of the scale, uh, and she is very emotional, and she she would love with to have some emotional boundaries with me. Some girls talks, uh, I don't know, sharing uh, uh, the emotional insights. And the best I can do for her is that I just shut up and listen and she talk when she talks. Mm, and that's it. And I, from time to time, I, I say just, mm-hmm, okay, really. And I, I cannot give her more. Yeah, it's impossible for me, and and for her, it's uh, I I know that for her it's somehow a tra- tragedy, tragedy, and uh, 
sometimes she shouts at me, stop it, stop it, stop, stop being like this. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, stop being so emotionally poor. But I don't, I don't perceive myself as being emotionally poor because no, be I mean, poor, I, I would need, I would have to, you'd uh, have to shut something know, down. I would have to, yeah, exactly. Have to know how it is to be emotionally rich. Yeah, so, exactly. It's like, it's so like you can't, you, you can't be shut down if there's nothing turned on. You just are that, which is yeah. qu quite amazing. Do you think that there's any understanding for that in your mom? She's really struggling with this. And she thought that maybe my therapy with the psychiatrist would lead us to like other conclusions or would change anything in my behavior. But no, it was like just a confirmation of yeah. what I've done for past years, decades. Mm. And uh, the, the, this is difficult for her. Definitely. Yeah, it must be. I mean, if especially that could... I have sis sister, she's younger than me, like six mm. years younger, and she's opposite. She's also emotional, not that emotional as, as our mother is, but uh, she's quite emotional and, and she's uh, quite like a family person. Mm, so there they can connect. Uh, when, when our sister visits us, um, I just sit around or do my stuff around and let them talk and, and stay connected because I don't get like 80% of what they were talking about. Yeah. Because for me, it doesn't matter if someone is, if someone like got, I don't know, angry or someone got upset with something uh, and why to discuss it for an hour. Like, <laughs> what the, what the, what, what does that bring energy? What's going on? What does that bring? We could get people on Mars. What are we talking about here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, uh, if you if you if you tell me because I am always very happy to help people. Yeah, and this is something that is coming from from me. Yeah, inside of me, it's not learned. It's uh, it's coming really from 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 my inside and. Um, and I like helping people or supporting people, um, even if it, even if I need to step out from my comfort zone, yeah. I'm very happy to do this, but the help or support I provide needs to be exact. So if you need something from me, Tell me exactly what exactly I what do. you need. Yeah, don't come and like talk about the problem for an hour and then no. I have to try to figure it out. No, no, this yeah. is also what <clears throat> what I tell to my mother. She doesn't understand. <laughs> or she doesn't get it because when when she goes emotionally, that she needs some more connection, emotional connection with me, or that she doesn't feel that emotional connection yeah. from me. Then I just uh, ask her the question. But what what should I do? What do you expect me to do? Yeah. Exactly. You know what? I, you know what I'm gonna do after the show. Yeah, should I'm gonna... I say something specific, or should I you know do something specific? I don't know. I'm bringing money. I'm doing my job. I'm cleaning yeah. the house. You know, I'm behaving politely. 
What else do you want? What do you want from me? You know what I want to do? I want to create something for you. Okay. It's a, it's going to be a dice. And whenever you roll it, whatever number comes up, you randomly say that to your mom and you'll see how much happiness you bring her without you having to do anything. Mom, have I told you lately how much I love you? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> mom this is, this is gonna be you know the, the dice of torture <laughs> for you for, me. for you yes yeah. the dice of torture because uh, all, uh, of course it's a joke but um i can okay when we talk about love i can quote like you know emily dickinson poems yeah shakespeare sonnets whatever you like mm. So I can talk about love and we can like, you know, talk for hours and uh, I can be very, um, uh, uh, very intellectual about it, and yeah. yeah, but that's it. You know, it, I cannot go deeper in this yeah. more than it is written in the books. So, yeah. or shown yeah. in the movies. Yeah, I was oh, thinking yeah. about that one scene. I forget the name of the movie, but it was, uh, it was. Oh, Jesus! I won't. My brain is so bad nowadays. I don't even remember anything. But you, where you, where you have your balance on remembering the facts, I have my imbalance on staying with the emotional experience of myself and others. You know, I have to say to you, uh, you know, we've spent an hour together now. Oh my and, God, it's been an hour. <laughs> yeah, and and. I've never felt in this journey with you that you've been out of sync with where I was. So I, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm speaking and she's not feeling or sensing me. So in a way, there's clarity that you do. You can read the signals in any way to interpret them to stay in the contact with the person. Yeah, but uh, uh, also, I, I guess that you also noticed it. I have a problem with eye contact, and um, uh, I, I prefer, you know, uh, like gazing the trees behind the window when I'm talking than mm. looking into the camera or yeah. um, into someone's face. Yeah. Um, it is not that I'm rude, but um, I do not, uh, I cannot stand, you know, mm. the long, uh, the long eye contact. Uh, yeah. for, well, I mean, I culturally, I've, you know, I've seen that a lot in different cultures. I've lived in Japan for a few years mm-hmm. and, uh, and you couldn't look in the eyes of another person. So when I left Japan and came to Europe, everyone thought I was rude because I wouldn't look at anyone yeah. in the eyes. <laughs> so it's a very learned behavior as well, uh, in, in cultures. Well, Ula, thank you for being with us. Thank you again for, for letting me express. <laughs> Uh, somehow or explain yeah. uh, the condition. I hope it was good or yeah. useful for, for, for you and the audience. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you, Ula. <laughs> I, uh, I do want to just share my appreciation for you because in a way, coming in and sharing everything, in a, it, it helped me understand a lot more what it feels like to be in your brain. So there's always the abstract definition of a thing like, oh, someone with Asperger's doesn't have the ability to recognize the facial expressions and therefore their uh, interactions are not, they're they're not synchronous with their environment. But, But 
the richness with which I heard you speak helped me understand a lot more what it feels like to live in that brain. So that was really a very, very uh, eye-opening for me. So thank you for that. Yeah. You're thank very you. welcome. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.